Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we go right to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much again for this time that we have with you, Lord God. We pray in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit will be in the presence of every single listener that is here today, O Lord God. Let Holy Spirit minister to each one of them, O Lord God, because you know the needs, the desires, you know what's going on in everyone's life and in the heart of everyone's heart. So we pray, O Lord God, that there be a special blessing, O Lord God, a special anointing of Holy Spirit today. We praise you, Heavenly Father God. I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and glory and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. There is um, there's a constant battle going on for our minds. And not only is this battle going on in terms of who or how or where we should worship, but it's also ongoing as a part of our everyday life, okay, unfortunately. There is uh, such a push for conformity not a push to conform to God's word, unfortunately, but to conform to worldly standards, worldly standards of behavior and worldly standards of speech. Big push going on for that. The world wants to conform and control the very words that come out of our mouths. Since words are power, the devil knows that if he can conform and shape what we say and the way we talk, he can control how we believe, how we think, and how we behave, ultimately. The world wants us to use worldly concepts and words that they deem to be correct, hence the term politically correct. They want us to say everything that someone has chosen to be the right words, the right phrases, the the right terminology, hence the term politically correct. Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines politically correct as conforming to a belief that language and practices which could offend political sensibilities as in matters of sex or race, should be eliminated. The goal of political correctness is to never offend any individual or group with the language that we choose to use. Political correctness doesn't belong okay, to any one political party. So this is not a political message, and I am not here to make political statements. I'm merely talking about a big push to conform us, especially us Christians, to think and to use certain terms those certain terms and those, those thinkings could be contrary to what the Word of God says into our Christian walk. We have seen a general trend toward political correctness, which often results in the acceptance of bad behavior in our daily walks of life. Things that were generally thought of as bad is now considered good or acceptable and vice versa. Thanks to political correctness, we see basic concepts in life mocked, attacked, and called lies. And anyone who disagrees is attacked and canceled. Their jobs and livelihoods are threatened, and the person is treated like a leper. This is what we see going on today. Political correctness, or going along with popular and acceptable beliefs, if left unchecked, can have one uh, one uh, going along with thoughts and actions that could be very contrary to the Word of God. So we need to be careful. We need to be careful. All right. 
We as Christians, we have a way of life that is outlined for us in the Bible. Jesus Christ gave us uh, uh, directions on how we should be living our lives. And of course, God the Father has laid it all out for us as Christians, as children, as, as believers. Okay. But the word of God says that, 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 that there is something to this political correctness. And of course, let's di dive into it right now. And if we go to Isaiah, Isaiah 5. Praise the living God. Isaiah 5, and start with chapter, uh, verse number 20. Isaiah 5, verse number 20. And it starts by saying, Woe unto them that called evil good and good evil. What I just say a minute ago. This is what we see going on today in the world. Things that were normally acceptable and, under, and understood to be good is now considered bad. Those things that were normally easily accepted to be bad is now considered good. The Bible explicitly says, woe unto them that called evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Okay. You have to be careful about thinking of, of, of ourselves as being, you know, the epitome of wisdom, you know, and, and what, what I say goes, uh, I can choose for the majority, you know, what I come up with and what I say is gospel. You know, this is what everyone should be saying. This is what everyone uh, should be doing. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Okay. Therefore, as the fire devour, devours the stubble and the flame consumes the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness. So, and their blossoms shall go up as dust because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts and despise the word of the Holy One of Israel. Okay? So God is saying here, woe unto them that wind up doing that. Okay? Who take the word of God and just, just cast it away. We see this going on more and more. Where it talks there also about uh, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. You know, you know wickedness and criminals are being justified today. Criminals are doing committing heinous crimes, broad daylight or whatever, and then they wind up being cut loose. And, and if, if you are a law-abiding citizen and if you stand up for yourself and defend yourself, and then in many cases you are the one that's considered to be bad and evil and you wind up getting charged. Okay, So we see here, we see a trend um, uh, uh, exactly what is going on today. Okay, and this has nothing to do with politics. This has to do with spiritual realities that's taking place in our world today. And we see a shift. And the Bible here, of course, talks about it. If we go to Romans 1, Romans 1, verse number uh, 16. Uh, sorry, Romans 1, 16. Praise God. Romans 1, verse 16. And we see where, you know, the word of God gets a little more explicit here and a little more to the point. 16 says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. 
First of all, in this day and age, we most, we most definitely cannot be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, we have to stand up for who we are in Christ Jesus, be bold about it and be strong about it. You know, we cannot knuckle down and become, you know, closet Christians just because there's so much going on that is counter to Christianity. We cannot become closet Christians. We cannot be closet Christians and and uh, and only be 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 uh, uh, for and, and, and pump up the gospel of Jesus Christ for a couple of hours on Sunday when we're in church or during Bible study. We have to always make sure that we have proud. We are proud of who we are as followers of Jesus Christ and not ashamed of his gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Okay, the, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. It is the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Well, this means here because when Jesus, Jesus first came, he was talking to the Jews, and then everything that he taught was expanded, you know, obviously to those that were non-Jewish. In verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Okay, so it means that whatever is going on, we have to maintain faith. Whatever we see on the news, on TV, whatever we're reading in the newspapers, whatever we hear on the radio, when we're driving in the car, whatever, we have to make sure that we're living by faith, knowing that God is in charge and that whatever wrongs are going on, that they will indeed be righted. The just shall live by faith. Verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. When they knew God, they glorified him not as as God. When they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Okay? So many are aware of God. Okay? There may be some out there that maybe even claim that that, that they're Christian. How many times have you seen people on TV? How many times have you seen clips from some of these award ceremonies where, where someone that has made a record or a movie that's got so much filth and dirt in it and everything like that. And yes, though, when they get up there to receive the award, you know, they say, Oh, I want to thank God for it. I want to thank this. Some of you have even gone to say, I want to thank Jesus Christ. But yes, though, what kind of lifestyle are they leading? Okay. What kind of record, what kind of recording did they make with all of the filth language that's in it? What kind of movie did they take, did, did they make, you know, with all sorts of nudity and so forth and a whole, whole lot of cursing that's going on? It's so hard to find a decent movie, you know, on Netflix or any other place for that matter, Hulu, whatever, whatever streaming service. It's so hard to find a good movie to watch that doesn't have cursing and nudity and a whole lot of other inappropriate stuff. But there are many, uh, many though, that claim that they know God. What does it say there? Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Okay? So even though they claim they know, they, they know God, in the actions that they're carrying out, they're not glorifying God. They're not glorifying God. Okay? And if you're not glorifying God, then how can you say that you know him? You see, and it says because of that, their foolish heart was darkened. They became vain in their imaginations, okay? In other words, they started thinking that what they know, what they can think of is the right thing to do, okay? Okay, what I'm thinking and my actions and the way I'm going, this is, this is the right thing to do, 
Okay. And because of that, that's becoming vain in your imaginations. When you start thinking that you know better than what God is saying, or when you know better than what is right, all right, that's when you're becoming vain in your imaginations. And we see so much of that puffed up attitude round about us today. So much of it is there. Okay. And because of that, their foolish heart was darkened. Verse 22 says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Okay. Now, as soon as you start thinking yourself to be it, I miss it. I miss the it. And what I think and how I, how I believe and what I practice is indeed the right thing. That's when you're becoming a fool. Okay. Okay. Because you are puffing yourself up. You're putting yourself up above God, above the ultimate truth. And when you start doing that, then you're very, very, very foolish. Okay. But we see this going on so much of so much around us today. All right. Many people are making things and making rules and regulations and policies that, that should be uh, that, that, that they say should be carried out. And there are people that are in decision making places and so forth. All right. But yet still, they're doing it in their own vain imaginations They're not doing it in line with God's word. And as soon as you start doing that, then you become a fool. All right. And you're a fool if you follow them. All right. You're a fool if you're following. The minute you start following them and not following what the word of God says, then you are also foolish in God's eyes. OK. And it says, here, let me read 22 into 23. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God. Changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four footed beasts and creeping things. OK. All right. So, again, in their wisdom. Okay, they became so stupid and so foolish. What did they start doing? They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God, our God, which is holy. He doesn't change. There's there's nothing that fades away in him, nothing that is corrupted. All right. They changed it into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four footed beasts and creeping things. Now, this is when they've taken God and over the over the millennia, over the millennia and even in today's time, they've taken God and they've made images. Okay. Man, statues, idols, and things like that. They've, they've, they've claimed beasts, birds, and whatever you name, a rock, trees, you name it, snakes, animals, whatever it is, they fashioned into being their gods. And there were people over the millennia that worshiped those things, those man-made things, those man-made objects. Okay, look at what happened with Moses there in, in, in the desert, in the desert, when they decided to make and fabricate that or a golden calf. Okay, so man has done that over the, the millennium. He's taken the, 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 the true uncorruptible God and perverted it into things that man could make and wind up worshiping. Okay, right. and that's part of the problem that's going on today. There's so much going on that people are trying to find God in all of the wrong places. All right, some of the things, some of the initiatives that are going on today with such fervor, it's become a religion to them. Okay. People are willing to, to, to glue themselves to pictures. People are willing to lay down in front of cars on bridges to jam up traffic, all in belief of something where it's become a religious event for them. OK, in their minds, this is the most high cause that I can I can believe in. OK, and you see something wrong there because anyone that will go to that extent, you know, you know, to want to push an idea or, or some man made man developed concept, you know, you know, to the point of, of, of interfering with traffic or, or interfering with um, um, the, the legal, uh, um, the, the legal uh, ongoing of a society. OK, that's breaking the law. And what does the word of God say about breaking the law? 
Okay. Already, but people are trying to find it's become their God and they don't even realize it because they're worshiping these ideas and these thoughts and, their, and these concepts. Okay. Okay. And they will go to the hill and they're willing to die for their cause. All right. But this is what they have done in terms of, of, of taking the, the incorruptible God and just making him into anything that they choose to worship. Okay. Anything that they choose to worship. There's some people here today, and I don't want to get into the whole climate change discussion and so forth, because, you know, whether the climate, the climate has always been changing, in my humble opinion. But one thing I do know that's not my opinion, and that is that God is in charge. And this earth is not going to go anywhere until God decides to take it wherever he's going to take it. And we know what Revelation everything tells us about that. Amen. So there's nothing that man can do. You know, to change this climate or anything else that man, man can't even, even, even accurately predict the, the weather from day to day. And you're talking about this getting a handle on changing the earth's climate and destroying the planet. And in, in X number of years, I think someone said a little while back in 12 years, this planet's going to be gone. Man has no way of knowing that. God is the one that's in charge. Okay. So again, I'm not taking sides with the whole climate, uh, climate change discussion. I'm not taking sides. All I'm just saying is that I comfortably know deep in my spirit, that nothing is going to happen to this planet because God is the one that's in charge. And it won't be until if and when he decides to do what is, is going to be done with this planet in accordance with his word, of course. Amen. Amen. So so man has, man has gone away from the incorruptible God and, and has fashioned all sorts of, of, of things uh, uh, to replace God. Okay, to replace God. It goes on to say in verse 24, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Okay? Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. Okay? When you start worshiping and, and, uh, um, and, and worrying about the creation or the creature, which is the creation, more than God, that's when we have a problem, okay? All right, right. We should be worshiping the creator. We should not should be worshiping this planet, worshiping this planet. Now, God put us here, the word of God said that. He put us here to have dominion over the earth. That means we should take good care of it, but it does not mean taking it to the extent where you're putting God on the back burner. Because while we have dominion over this planet, we should also be, be, be exercising or using our dominion in line with God's word in praying to God and asking his direction on how we carry out day to day things. OK, all right. All right. So we, we, we don't worry about the creation, the creature more than the creator. OK. And God here said, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever, who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26, for this cause, for this reason, God gave them up to gave them up unto vile affection. In other words, God said, you want to go that way? Then I'm going to give you up to do your own thing. Okay. God gave them up unto vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. You know what that means? Where even, even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meet. So obviously, you know what that's talking about there. Okay. God created man and woman. 
There's no question. There's no question what a woman is. God created man. There's only two sexes. There's not all these 47 different sexes and everything like that. Men cannot get pregnant. All right. Okay. All right. This is the whole homosexual discussion. And I will say to you very, very quickly that God loves the homosexual. And we as Christians, we don't shun and we don't hate homosexuals. God hates the sin. God hates the sin. And we need to pray. If you know anyone, family members, friends, or not that are homosexual, then you need to pray for them because it's God. It's the act. It's the sin that God does not like. All right. Okay, so we don't hate the homosexual. I'm not bashing bashing homosexuals. I'm merely reading to you what the word of God here says. For this cause, God gave them up into violent um, affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman. Men and women should be together. Men and women should be together, leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another. Men, men with men working that which is unseemly, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meet. Verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them, but have pleasure in them that do them. Okay. So if you're not going along with that program, okay, then you're considered a pariah. Then, then, then you're wrong. Okay. You're not thinking right. And there are many that have pleasure in living that kind of lifestyle, those things that we just read through. Okay. And if you don't have pleasures in doing that, then today you're considered to be uh, a nonconformist. Even worse, you're a leper. You need to be canceled. You shouldn't work. You shouldn't have a house on that block. You shouldn't be in that community. No one should talk to you. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. And, and, and if you're not politically correct, and many of the, much of this that we just read is all in line with that political correctness because it's so it's so politically correct to say this. It's so politically to, uh, correct to, to say that uh, um, there's more than one sex. Okay, it, it, it's so political um, uh, correct, politically correct to to um, not refer to yourself as him or her simply. But Zay Zims and I don't even understand all of those other pronouns. Okay, and all I'm just saying to you, you know, if you want to keep people quote unquote, that are marginalized, if you want to include them, you can certainly include them with the love of God. You can include them by, by, by ministering and witnessing, witnessing to them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is how we should be including people. We shouldn't be getting into all these other old exotic things and, and trying to change our very speech. You know how confusing that is? And what they're trying to do with the children in the name of politically correctness. All right. Okay. It, 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 it's, it's a shame. And I pray, I pray that every single listener out there, if you have your child in a public school, you need to carefully watch what's going on, carefully, carefully watch what's going on. Because as I said in some of my other sermons, there's an orchestrated um, strategic effort by Satan himself to pervert our children. And you can see that in the lesson plans that are being taught in some of the public schools.
And I pray that if you're in one of those public schools, I pray that if you don't have the, the, the wherewithal to get them into a good born again Christian school, I pray that God will bless you with the financing and help you to find, to find a good Christian school to get your children into. Okay, because what is going on today, there's an orchestrated effort. All right. One of the schools there, um, I think it was in honor of uh, Pride Day or Pride Month or something like that. When the group uh, showed up, they bought a, uh, um, a, a pole with them and were teaching the kids how to do pole dancing. We're teaching the kids how to do pole dancing. Now, you know how disgusting that is, right? not to mention some of the, the uh, lesson plans that I've seen. And I won't get into that now. I don't have the time. But all I'm, all I'm just saying to you is that you really need to pay attention to what's going on. If you are a parent that speaks out against that, then you are considered to be politically incorrect. Okay, and you, they, they want to cancel you out. You, you know, parents are the responsibility for raising children are with the parents, not with the government, not with the state, your local community, your 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 um, your school or, or council board or whatever you want to call them. Okay, they they do not have the responsibility for raising your child according to the word of God. You have that responsibility, and we as parents and grandparents need to stand up and make sure that our children are protected. Amen. And do do not get along with this politically correct us to the point that we are corrupting our children. Amen. Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and the Word of God outlines very, very clearly how we should be raising our children. Very, very clearly how we should be raising our children. All right. But in all of this stuff that's going on that we just read, they insist on putting aside God's words and God's ways. They insist on doing it anyway. And if we go to, to Psalm 50, Psalm 50, and start with verse number 16. Psalm 50, verse number 16, it says, But unto the wicked God saith, What hast thou to do to declare my statutes, or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth? Okay. What are you to do with trying to speak my words? Okay. Seeing thou hast, seeing thou hatest instruction, and cast my words behind thee, when thou sawest a thief, then thou consented with him and hast been partaker with adulterers. Okay. When you saw a thief, you consented. In other words, you sided with the thief. That's what I was saying earlier. A crime is committed and then political correctness. And what do they call that? Judicial uh, uh, something where they're looking at changing society and everything like that. They're taking things that are normally considered to be a crime, not a crime anymore. They're deeming them not to be crimes. And again, if you're defending yourself, then you may be the one that winds up getting prosecuted. But the bad guy does not get prosecuted. Okay. Seeing you hate instruction and cast my words behind thee. When you saw a thief, you consented with him. Okay. So you sided with the bad guy. You sided with those breaking the laws. Verse 19. Thou giveth, givest thy mouth to evil and thy tongue frames deceit. You sit and you speak against thy brother and you slander thine own mother's son. These things that thou hast done, and I have kept silent, though uh, thou thoughtest that I was altogether such as such a one as thyself, but I will reprove thee and set them in order before thine eyes. Okay. In other words, God is saying, don't think that I go along with that. Don't think that I go along with what you're doing and that I side with you in the things that you're doing. Okay. These things thou hast done, and I kept silence, thou thought 
that I was altogether such a one as thyself. You thought that I was like you, God is saying, but I will reprove, reprove thee and set them in order before thine eyes. Now consider this, 22, verse 22. Now consider this, you that forget God. Consider this, you that forget God. Lest I tear you in pieces and there be none to deliver. Whoso offers praise glorifies me. And to him that orders his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Okay? So there it is right there. Consider this, you that forget God, I will tear you into pieces. Okay? So these people here that are holding on so dearly to politically correctness and trying to do that which they think is right and cool in their own eyes and forgetting what the word of God has to say about all of these things here. He says, consider this, you that forget God, I will tear you into pieces. Right? But then he says down in verse 23, whoso offereth praises uh, glorify me. We offer praise to God. So therefore we glorify God. We offer praise to God, therefore we glorify him. And to him that orders his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Okay? All right. So those out there that are insisting on putting, you know, putting aside God's ways and God's words, uh, they, they're going to pay the price. Of course, that's something they don't even dare think about now. They think that is so far, far removed. You know, because and it's just amazing when you watch the actions that are going on and trying to get everybody to be so politically correct. They think that they're doing the right thing. They're not realizing that there is a God above that is watching all this that is going on. And we at all costs must make sure that we are not falling prey to that. We need to make sure that we're, we're living and doing what God wants us to do. Okay. But as I said, they still think they're right in thinking that the way they do and living as they do. If we go to 1 Corinthians 6. One Corinthians 6. We want to start with verse number nine. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. There it is, flat out. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Okay? Be not deceived. So I don't care what you do. You need to think about that. If we follow a line and follow along with in the interest of being politically correct and we start doing what the unrighteous are doing, how do you think you're going to inherit the kingdom of God? And he says there, be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor um, adulterers, nor eff effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortionists shall inherit the kingdom of God. Flat out, boom, full stop, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Okay? Okay? None of them will inherit the kingdom of God. Thieves, covetous, Drunkards, revilers, extortionists, they shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God and by the spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Meats for the belly and belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his power. 
Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Okay. We fit together. We are the members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. See? So we got to be careful who we link ourselves up with. Okay? You got to be careful about that. Okay? Know you not that he which is joined unto a harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that commits fornication sins against his own body. He that commits fornication sins against his own body. What? Know ye not that your your body, sorry, know you not that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? Stop and think about that. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is where the Holy Spirit is dwelling. We are not just our own. Okay, we're not just our own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Okay, so we can't be glorifying God if we wind up falling behind and believing in some of the things that are going on today. All right, we simply can't do that. We simply can't do that. We need to make sure that we're keeping ourselves separate, keeping ourselves separate and not going along just to get along. Amen. God will bring you through whatever whatever you run into because you're not trying to be politically correct. God will watch over you and keep you. God will watch over you and keep you. At all costs, we must make sure we're doing what God wants us to do. Like I said, they insist on putting aside God's words, but they still think that they are right in thinking the way they do and living as they do. Thinking the way they do and, and living as they do. Praise God. Praise the living God. Praise the living God. And finally here, let's just go with 1 John. 1 John, a little John as it's called. 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 12. Okay. But in spite of all that's going on, in spite of the push for politically correctness and everything, we must make sure that we're keeping ourselves solidly grounded, standing still and firm in the word of God and make sure that we're doing what he calls us to do, us to do. Okay. We need to make sure that we're doing that. And if you look at one, at one John two, verse number 12, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake, for Jesus sake. I write unto you fathers, because you have known, him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Please underline that. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Okay, But not to have this affection and this love for the things that are in the world. In other words, worldly things, worldly concepts, worldly thoughts, 
We're not to love those things. We're not to go following after them. We're not to go partaking of them and involving ourselves and our families and our lifestyles in those worldly things and worldly thoughts and behaviors. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. He that that does the will of God abides forever. Little children, it is the last time, as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists in the world. Even now there are many Antichrists in the world. Even now there are many Antichrists in the world. Amen. Whereby we know that it is the last time. They, they went out from us, but they are not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not one, not all of us. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have written unto you because you know the truth, but because you know it. I have not written unto you because you, you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Amen? No lie is of the truth. Okay? So there are many antichrists out there, and of course, this is not the big antichrist. Antichrist, don't forget the word anti is against. There are many that are against Christ. Get out there today. They're trying to change our lifestyles. They're trying to change how we live our lives, how we think, how we speak, and so on. We must make sure that we're not conforming to this world and only conforming to the word of God. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. All the time God is good. And we just need to make sure that we are relying on him and that we're focusing on doing what his word alone tells us to do. That we're guided by Holy Spirit, that we're following after our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I pray this message was a blessing to you. And if it was, please pass on the links um, to where these uh, messages can be found. We can be reached at www.genesis1.sermon.net. And if you look at the top of the page, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button and you'll be notified when these messages are available. Uh, we also uh, are on YouTube, Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. And we also, of course, have our free apps for Apple and Android phones and tablets and so on. Okay, just go to the, uh, to the uh, Play Store for Apple or, or, or Android and download free of charge and put these phones on your devices, put those apps on your devices so you can find our messages whenever you want them, while you're in the car, while you're out shopping and waiting for someone and so on. Okay, so praise God. Again, all of this is made of being made available free of charge so that the word of God can get out there to cover the entire world. Amen. Amen. So praise God. Uh, I pray that you again were blessed by this message. And now before we close, let us go to prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and the week ahead of us, O Lord God, that we shall remember these words, that we shall not be drawn into the political correctness ploy, which would tend to take us away from your word, O Lord God. Let us always be strong enough and bold enough, O Lord God, to only do and to follow that which you've told us to do, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Heavenly Father. We magnify thy most glorious name, and we thank you for all things, both great and small, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed, and remember always that Jesus is Lord. And I sing praises to you.